1: Welcome to the Cotton Club crew. We're going to have a recap of our bowl season, and this will be bring football you know, formally to a close. We'll, of course, keep an eye on any transfer portal news, major developments in recruiting, probably talk signing day. But this will be the last time we're talking about an on-the-field product where we last left off Texas Tech. Knocked off California 34-14 to in a bowl game. The Red Raiders started about as bad as you possibly could and rallied to largely dominate this game, scoring – 27 unanswered points through the last final for three corners of the game and just basically shutting out Cal entirely after the first quarter. Um, in fact, they did shut out Cal entirely, but I mean in every facet. They they moved the ball extremely well at, towards the end of the game and the both Cal's Quarterback and running back had regrettable evenings. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about first the the, the slow start. Joe, what were you, what was going through your mind after Tech fumbled the opening kickoff and gave up that one play touchdown?
0: After it happened, I I was it was a head scratcher. It's like, well, here we go. I really wasn't thinking anything too negatively. It was just like it was a very very tough situation there. He got the ball punched from behind him trying to make a play, the ball was out and open and exposed. And, you know, they made a great play. I wasn't thinking, you know, anything crazy. I believe we were in a group chat and I I had mentioned something about 59 minutes and 45 seconds of us because the first 15 seconds of the game came and went real quick. It was the fumble and then they turned around and scored on the the next play. And it, it wasn't the way you wanted to start but it surely was the way you wanted to finish a football game. And we could touch on whatever else you want to talk about during that game. But as far as the start goes, I was like, oh, okay, a fumble. How are we going to recover? What are we going to do? How is this team going to respond with all the new pieces that we're going to be playing in the game, offensive and defensively side of the ball? How was this team going to respond? And they responded well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it, it was – I I don't know how else to put this other than it was basically a nightmare start to a game, which is it's tough to have that happen to you um, in in any context, especially in a bowl game. Right. Because in in a bowl game, you know, there is a um, there is a sense that, you know, a lot of teams just don't really show up. And when Tech kind of, slept walked through the start it it definitely is a terrifying moment because you're you're just like are we just not going to play in this one right because that that happens fairly regularly um where a guy can just just not show up um uh, our team could just not show up and get really really uh, uh beat up in this game so the fact that Tech got off the mat was was a great sign, you know. And you just want to finish the year strong. And it's not even necessarily about winning the bowl game, though you love to do it. Um, it's about winning, you know your your. Uh, it's about winning your final moment more than anything else. Scoreboard aside, you want to show that the future's bright. There were a lot of young guys playing who we'll get here to in a second. Um, a lot of guys playing good minutes. And, you know, you just wanted to show something here at the end to keep the momentum going. You wanted after that beatdown against Texas in particular, it seemed really important that they don't just get slapped around. So it was a great recovery. Um, Still, you trailed 14-7 and after the first quarter, you know, Cal looked relatively comfortable offensively. You know, they were moving the ball pretty well defensively. It wasn't like I think that you had done a bunch um wrong it just felt like cal kind of had your number to start the game and then on the offensive side of the ball you did have that touchdown drive but you just didn't look 100 percent comfortable um and the, everything changes in the second quarter texas tech would score 17 points in that quarter to close the half ahead of 10 points there was the bizarre sequence at the end of the half um and bizarre in the sense of just typical Kit Lee play calling nonsense but otherwise that was a damn near perfect quarter and from there on it was just a defensive showing tech couldn't move the ball particularly well they had one touchdown through the final two quarters but you largely didn't need to um your defense just completely nuked what cal was doing so let's dive into that defensive performance because they were up against the tough talents odd is no joke that it was the pack 12's leading rusher um he finished with 16 carries for 45 yards i think he had one long run in this game of of uh uh 26 and if you pull that out, you know, that, that that that's a nineteen yard effort and fifteen carries. And that that's a pretty impressive. Uh, uh, defense is showing about as good as you could ask because I, I uh, we talked to a Cal expert before this there were no significant opt-outs along the offensive line or their offense in general that should have really impacted to this degree and on your side of the ball you were playing some younger guys including two young linebackers who are extremely talented but you know the core had been much maligned throughout the year so you know it it let, let's dive into it Joe what did you like from what you saw from the defense in those back three quarters
0: I loved everything that our defense put out there. Jacob Rodriguez and Ben Roberts were free to roam around and make plays exactly like, you know, we had expected our linebacking group being able to, with such a experienced defensive front coming back. Um, it Obviously this year didn't go out exactly like how we wanted on the defensive front, but there was some promise there. Um, none bigger than Amir Washington. Jesus, this kid kind of just came out of nowhere, and he was consistently in the backfield, making pressure up the middle, pressure off the side. However, um, Daruder was using him; he was he was making the plays whenever he was called upon. You start getting pressure from that front four, front three. Now you have some free linebackers that you know have speed from sideline to sideline, and who are you know, well-versed in this game. I mean, Ben Roberts, yes, he is a freshman, but I mean, obviously he has so many games underneath his belt currently. Um, he's well beyond that. So him paired up with Jacob Rodriguez, Adidere, and they're also making some plays. That front was was impressive. And that's mostly what you wanted to see this year from the front with the guys that we had returning. In, like I said, just a while ago, it just didn't come. It didn't it didn't, you know, manifest into that, but it does show some promise there. We do have a young defensive front. We do have some guys with experience coming back. I mean, it's, and we have Isaac Smith, uh, a big key piece that we missed earlier on this year, whenever he was injured in the off season. So we'll get some of those guys back. Adidas is just going to get better. We have some young group, a uh, young um, group of linebackers with speed in Horn and Dingle and Ticana, that should be seeing some reps next year as well. So everything, I guess, on paper right now seems like we're headed in the right direction. But that defensive front or our our front seven looked fantastic there from the second quarter on.
1: Yeah, you, and, and it's especially something in this game to, you know, you're up against such a tough challenge. You're wondering how your team's going to respond after what happened in Austin. And it's something to really see guys really step up. You know, Amir Washington, we'll see where it ends up at the end of bowl season. But he, right now, he's currently one of the highest graded, you know, PFF guys. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, in general from bull season, I think he graded out over ninety. You know, that's a true freshman. That's a guy who you're you're asking to come in and play some big minutes to kind of help replace the loss of some of your interior guys you're losing. You know, and and it it's it's especially telling that you know the when you look at Tech's productivity chart for this game, right? Like Tony Bradford is really good. Um, And, you know, to have him in the middle of the defense is, of course, a weapon. But he did not have many tackles in this game. It wasn't like he was just eating them alive. Your linebackers did their job. Your safeties did their job. Your your support players did their job to make it happen. Um, And, you know, when you're talking about Amir Washington with three sacks, Banks had one. And the just the future is very bright for that, that defensive line. Um, you know, that's a sophomore making those plays. It's a true freshman making those plays. And that that's something that I think tech fans are concerned about because you're losing, um, you're losing Bradford in, in the middle of the defense. You're losing, um, you're just basically core defensive linemen, the guys who have carried you this far all season. And, you know, it against Texas, you saw what happened with a guy down. Um, and it's, it's, tough to say going forward like is this performance going to launch these guys into the stratosphere because it was one game but it is a a sigh of relief to kind of see that in the defensive line in a group that's going to have to do some reworking you know rodriguez and roberts are going to be your your linebackers next year and we kind of knew that going in so to see roberts way ahead of schedule i think is very encouraging rodriguez is is a fantastic linebacker so those two guys in the kind of interior of your defense are going to be one of, if not the best, uh, uh, you know, defensive line duos. Uh, Dunlap's announced that he's done. You know, you're you're talking about a, a secondary that's going to have to do some retooling. I think you Day- Taylor Demerson, I believe, is out of eligibility as well. So you're you're just you're they are going to have to do some retooling on defense. So just see some guys and some key spots making plays is huge. Um, and really, I, I want to give a shout out to Roberts because. He was pushed into service because of the the lack of depth in this position in general and the injuries that quickly happened to it. And he's just been phenomenal um, the entire season. You know, he hasn't necessarily been the world's, best linebacker the learning curve has been steep at times but the athleticism the raw ability has always been on display and when you're losing bradford hutchings um you're losing a you're losing um dunlap you're losing some key pieces on this defense some roll guys on this defense you know it's important that everybody's stepping up across the board and it looked like in bull in the in this bowl game that this defense is ready to continue to grow under tim to um you know it, it's pretty unheard of right for tech to be a a stall a, a stout Um, defensive units. So the fact that every year under a root, you've gotten a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better is is a testament to what he's done as a defensive coordinator. Um, And it's a testament to the talent development in the program. You got a lot of guys coming in. The transfer portal will still be key here. You know, I think uh, the, the attentions on the offensive line, the receiving court should be, but you got to go get more guys in the secondary. You got to rebuild your defensive line a bit. You got to retool the defense. You're going to be relying on a lot of young talent again next year. Um, So you need to go get some guys to help, you know, provide depth and provide experience so we'll kind of see how that group grows and develops but this was very heartening to see and look Cal's not good offensively other than the ground game you know Mendoza they went to him late in the year he had some good moments this season but yeah, and he's just not that good of a quarterback. I'm just going to put this out here. Hope the Cal faithful don't really jump on me, but you're talking about a guy who was, you know, largely irrelevant in the game against Washington state was great against a really, really bad Stanford team was largely irrelevant against UCLA Has um, a turnover problem. I mean, he just didn't look good. I, I, that was the only time I've ever seen him. So, you know, that hurt Cal a lot, but it is, you know, your ability to bring pressure, consistently was heartening considering this year we haven't done it right like that's the biggest thing this season there's been no pressure on quarterbacks more often than not so it was a great way to end the year now let's talk about um the offensive side of the ball because this is our first look at baron morton presumably healthy presumably he's healthy and I say presumably because I don't think they would ever say one way or another if he wasn't a hundred percent, but he looked rested and comfortable for the first time really since his first like quarter of action before that shoulder got banged up. What did you see from him? Because I, I mean, knock on wood, you won't see Will Hammond next year. This will be Morton's team. You know, tech has had no quarterback luck and I suppose something crazy could happen in the spring and off season for him to lose the job. But, presumably he's the heir apparent for at least one season. What'd you see from him? What'd you like, what you didn't like from your young signal callers performance?
0: Honestly, I don't think he's still a hundred percent. I mean, rested is a hundred percent. I think he was rested for that time. And he, he was as close to a hundred percent as he's been since he was called upon to go in in West Virginia before he was injured later on in that game as well. But I did see, some some things from him that were, were great. I mean, these are all the things that we knew he had the capabilities of doing whenever he came to Tech, whenever he showed that, put on that great game at Oklahoma State um, last year, whenever he got his start there. There's just these things that he does that, you know, not the changing the arm angles, getting out out quick, having a lot of zip on the ball. These are things that you want your quarterback to have. Moxie, poise, confidence. These are all things that he looked like he was in control for the most part. I mean, yes, it wasn't a great game. Three touchdowns, one interception. The interception was kind of a head scratcher there, if you ask me to be completely honest. But overall, a a solid game to get the job done. Obviously, when your defense is playing lights out like that, granted against an inferior opponent it makes things a little bit easier to where you're not having to put so much pressure on the offense to get the job done and to get, you know, to get the win essentially. But Baron did exactly what he was supposed to. He hit a few different receivers. Let me pull it up real quick. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven different receivers had at least um, one, one grab or more Aiken, which is his, I guess his roommate, if I'm not mistaken, Brady Boyd, Mason Tharp, Dre McCray, Taj Brooks, you know, Xavier White, these guys all made plays. Um, Loic made a play, even though he is in the transfer portal, he did make that touchdown catch there, which, you know, was reminiscent. I don't know if you've seen the movie Unnecessary Roughness, that movie from the 90s, but that almost looked like uh, uh, Paul Blake hitting the in the touchdown towards the end of the movie to win the game that kind of is what that throw reminded me of and it was a big throw um you had lowick waving his arms and then you know baron put it on him real quick so if these are all things that you're building on towards the future obviously we have micah coming in the the biggest catch that texas tech has ever had as far from a recruiting standpoint and then you have these guys like kelly and the the kid from Florida coming in to you know solidify some of these these um departures in the transfer portal in our wide receiver room i mean he's going to have all these weapons now what exactly what happens with these weapons we're not exactly sure we have some tight ends coming in as well i mean we have all these weapons around him taj brooks and cam valdez are coming back we're having a retooled offensive line I'm not drinking any Kool-Aid as much as I want to, but on paper right now, what we do have coming back and the, what we do have coming in is great. So I can't wait to see, see what we have next year or in the spring game, things like that moving forward. But I do believe Baron Morton's our quarterback moving forward, barring something happening before we see maybe strong or Hammond, one of those kinds of guys in, but like I said, overall, he had a, he had a solid game. He did exactly what he was supposed to do and, you know, got the W force.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's important to see Morton healthy and see some, some life out of his arm. It it really was a tough season for him. Let's be clear is a tough season for this offense overall. Um, you know, the offensive line continues to not continue to not be a strong point throughout the year. And this, Really was just an offense that just rode Taj Brooks as far as he could take him. Um, in this game, he's 27 for 43, 256, three TDs, one I uh, Stats aren't great in this one. Um, let's just be clear here. He averaged six yards an attempt. There were a couple of really big throws that he made that I really liked. Um, the Koiikan throws, in particular, really great. Um, some of his movement in the pocket looked a lot crisper, a lot better, but you still see that he is not a particularly polished passer. Um, the pick was bizarre. And I, I don't to this day, I don't know if that route was called to uh, uh, was that that vertical shot was forced because Eakin was wide open in the middle of the field. And it even looked like to me that uh, that Morton saw him and then turned and fired off to that that ball in the corner. But either way, I think I, the best way I've heard that described is even if that was a called shot, he threw a bad ball. You know he didn't throw to an open man, but if he puts that ball where somewhere where his receiver can make a play, that it's that's not picked off. He threw it to where only the cow guy could run underneath it. So you know there's still a lot to learn from Morton, um, and he's got the talent, he's got the brain for it, he's got the. Uh, the I think you could start to see he's starting to develop some of the pocket movement. So I it was exciting to see you know that start to come together for him. He's not there yet. He I think he has all the potential in the world to get there. But you could still see mostly – that. I mean, we kept everything underneath. Everything was short, a lot of screens. Uh, but there was some real touch on some of those balls to to the sideline. There were some great decisions to find his open receivers. Um, that TD where he had to look around um, and try to get somebody – uh, uh, open and with with his eyes, and he was able to find the hole in the defense to drop it in. You know, that, that that all is very encouraging. And with an offensive line that should be a lot better, a receiving group that should be largely retooled, um, it was, you know, it should be a big step forward next year for him. And I, I say should because we all kind of hoped Shuck would take the step forward and then, you know, he really didn't. And then he got hurt. Um, so we never really found out what would happen long term. So I I Kitley's developed some quarterbacks, so you know let's just see what happens with morton but i was i was heartened for the first time all season watching this offense with him at quarterback i mean this was like other than the tcu game it was the first time he really even looked remotely comfortable playing football so it was great to see him healthy it was great to see him have a nice fun performance um you know koi was himself uh you saw mason thart make a couple of big catches um Xavier White make a couple of big catches look like, you know, this off, this offense is going to look radically different. Micah Hudson, the transfers coming in, but it's, it's really going to come down to, can you keep Morton upright and how does Morton execute what Kittley wants to do? And I, I hope that we continue to see Morton develop as a polished passer. He's not there yet, but he's starting to get there. And I think another offseason, another spring, you could really see this kid really turn into something special and really take over this offense. And I, I pray that for once we can have some luck with quarterback health and he'll stay stay upright. Uh, we're going to talk now about an interesting angle with this, and I just want to get your take on it because, you know, it is something that came up during the bull game. Multiple players who had opted out, to enter the transfer portal played uh, most significantly Cameron Valdez, who then renounced his decision, to enter the portal. We also had a touchdown score by a portal player Valdez got several touches. Um, you know, what did you think about McGuire's decision to let these guys play despite their, their intent to transfer out of the program?
0: I think I said it in a group chat that we have that I think this is McGuire taking the high road with some of these players obviously he's a a player's first guy he loves these guys and i think that it's just like if there's not enough tape out there i know that he'll field those calls and make those calls on behalf of these players as far as character and what kind of player they're getting i think it's just to essentially get some more tape out there whether that's true or not you know you know some of that stuff is always left behind closed doors but with Joey McGuire being such a high character coach and the, a player's coach, you know, I just think that this was a move that he had done to help his guys out. It may have been to get um, Lowick in there because, you know, we did have a depleted wide receiver room. You know, there's those possibilities. Maybe he wasn't quite ready for, dj crest or west or Valzen, you know to be thrown out there in the mix just yet um valdez obviously you know get him some carries you know as a last hurrah with the the red raider program and i just think like i said i i think mcguire just took the high road here and i'm just going to stand on that i think that's what he did got some of those guys playing some of those guys actually opted out you know not to play at all but the guys who Decided to play or who were given that choice, I guess. I think he did right by him. You know, some of these these guys weren't guys that Maguire recruited. So it just it's just the, like I said, a classy move on my side. If that's if that's that's how I'm looking at it, just a classy move by Maguire and the rest of the Texas Tech staff.
1: Yeah. I have no problem giving guys tape. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's any issue with it. And in particular, you know, it's not like we had with so many receivers opting out with so many running backs, you know, just not on the roster. I mean, it's Cameron Valdez and Tyler Brook. That's it. Your next running back is Xavier white. So I have no issue with it. You didn't have a young guy who got knocked off the bowl prep because of you, your decision to let these guys play. Um, and it paid dividends with Valdez. I think that is going to prove to be a, um, kind of an underrated returning because it's hard to be a bell cow back. And the other thing is Valdez was hamstrung by the offensive line's play more than Taj was. Taj is a tank. He has elite ability to stay up. He's big. He's strong. He's not necessarily a big home run hitting back. He reminds me a lot of how Derrick Henry plays football where he's great between the tackles. When he gets to the second level, he's going to shake some guys off, but you know, he's never going to have that just home run speed. Valdez does not have that size, that strength, that uh, that ability to stay upright. He is a home run back. And the offensive line's inability to create any holes for him in 99% of games we played this year. You know, the one game where you really created holes for him to run in was Houston. He ran right through them and kept, rattled off several big runs and had a fantastic day. So, with the offensive line taking a step forward and getting back, you know, that one two punch can be real. You can do a little thunder and lightning. You know, Taj is still going to be your leading rusher. He's still going to get 20 touches a game minimum. But if Valdez can consistently give you 10 to 15 touches, that is going to prolong Taj's career. It means the offense is running the ball extremely effectively. And it means that you, you've taken a big step forward. So there, I think playing him was huge because it, it showed him like, hey, don't you want to stay and play with your brothers? It didn't work out in the receiving core, of course. But, you know, that that's the breaks. And you give guys film and you let people stay in the you know attached to uh, the facilities and you you just kind of see what happens you show what this is about which is relationships and you hope for the best when you're recruiting the rest of your roster because you have to stay recruiting your roster now constantly, and there's no there's nothing gained by being a dick about your guys transferring out, you know, maybe if they really take a flamethrower on the way out the door like Baker Mayfield did. But even then, you know, it's just tough to say, like, what, what do you gain by trying to, to take it out on them? You just don't, you don't win. Even Baker was clearly in the wrong, right? Like tech took a beating reputationally for just trying to do the right thing and saying like, you can't transfer in conference, right? Like that's the rule. So you know, it, it's it's a tough situation to manage. I I think the staff made the right call. I will take this moment to say, if you did not watch the famous toaster bowl, I don't blame you. It was middle of the day Monday. I had it on the background while I was watching while I was working from home, and I was able to watch as a result of that. That's really the only benefit of working from home is to be able to have the TV on in the background. But the uh, big thing in that game was Western Kentucky's starting quarterback. Um, opted out, but was actually in the on the sideline in uniform. Just he was in his streets with the jersey over, and I thought that was bizarre because he he opted out to transfer. Showed up anyways and didn't want to play, which I I just thought that was a weird situation because that game, it was 28 to nothing in that game. And I know everyone on the sideline was thinking the same thing. This kid could have played and chose not to. And now we're getting our ass kicked on national television. Um, Ultimately, Western Kentucky rallied behind not their second string quarterback, but their third string quarterback. And then even weirder, they actually had a, 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 as far as I could tell, their star receiver opted out at halftime. So this was like they how that staff was what they were dealing with, I think, was not appropriate. I think that you either let guys play or you tell them to stay off the field. Um, And I think Tech handled that situation a lot better. But I just wanted to give that shout out because the Western Kentucky Green was fantastic. That was a very odd situation they were trying to manage, Um, you know, trying to be nice, trying to do the right thing. And I think, you know, that there are lines that you can. And I think that's the line. I think if guys want to opt out. And they're because of transfer portal, because of grad transfer, because whatever the case, that's fine. But they're either in, they they either don't show up or they play in the game. There's none of that, like standing on the sideline, this reminder of the talent that's not playing and the weird dynamic of leadership that causes. Because you're not hurt. You're just choosing not to help your guys. So I think that like, Overall, opt-outs make sense to me. I think players should secure the bag whenever they want to. Um, and in particular, since bowl games don't matter, if you got a future and the timing of the portal requires it, get out. And if you're going pro, get out. But you know, don't don't linger and make it weird unless you're planning to play. Because I've got nothing against a guy who's transferred out and says I want to play one more time with my boys before I go, because you're trying to get more tape and you're just trying to make a statement uh, with your team. So I thought that was kind of cool, but it was a bit jarring. I mean, watching it live, I was a bit thrown by those decisions. Um, we're coming to the end of this, Joe, let's, let's give some final thoughts on the year, because everything we talk about going forward is going to be future orientated, pretty much 100%. We're going to be talking about transfer portal guys coming in. We're going to be talking recruits. We're going to be talking signing day. We're going to be talking off season hype, coaching changes as whatever I'm assuming tech will have pretty much every program does at least one or two guys in and out of the program. So we're going to be talking about a lot of future oriented stuff. This is our last chance to say what we think about 2023. What are your final thoughts on the year, Joe?
0: A hell of a ride, a hell of a ride, a hell of a roller coaster. We did see our ups. We did see our downs. Um, It's well documented the hype around this team and the everything that this team had going forward, going into this year. Um, And it just obviously the chips didn't fall our way. I mean, some of them were self-inflicted. Some of them weren't, you know, so it's just. It was a tough one, a tough pill to swallow because, like I said, a lot of us were sitting here drinking that early Kool-Aid. I was one of them, and I know that there's a whole lot, a, a slew of us out there as well that were drinking the Kool-Aid from this, from the coach's standpoint and, and everything that was coming out of the program about, you know, look out, this team could be, could be something special. And it just wasn't quite special as a team regard we did have some special players in the hole but it it was a roller coaster i know that as far as outlook goes um things are bright especially with tomorrow being being national signing day i believe tech is getting like a 16 or 17 of these kids signed and enrolled in january out of the 20 something we have it could be more but i think it's somewhere Somewhere in that number, and you know obviously, with the biggest fish in that in that group being micah hudson and and will Hammond, these are you know core components of this future the future of our program and these are this is year three of McGuire, so a majority of these guys are going to be McGuire's guys. These are going to be his staff that brought these guys in, and the future's bright. I think it we're in the right direction. We've seen, we've seen, you know, DeRuder and the defense. It's not huge jumps, but we're making strides to be better. The offense, you know, it, it's hard to gauge how our offense has been the last couple of years, given the injuries to our quarterback room and our offensive line. Um, but I, I think we're on the right path. We have the right pieces in play. We have the right guys coming to our university. They're all about real relationships. Our coaching staff loves our players. And I think this is a year moving forward that, you know, it all kind of comes together. I'm not predicting anything. I'm not going to say anything about that. I just think that the writing's kind of on the wall that this could be one of those years. So, it, like I said, um, roller coaster season. I'm here for all of it. And I, I hope for, for brighter pastures moving forward, because I think we will have all the tools in place for that to happen in this upcoming season.
1: I'll keep this pretty brief. You know, this year was obviously a massive disappointment for the fan base, for the program. It it just did not go the way you wanted it to. When you look back, there's going to be moments that are particularly frustrating with how this played out. Wyoming stands out, Oregon stands out, West Virginia, um, those three early games that just completely derailed you um, really stand out. The Texas game is, is a bitter pill to swallow, but what was left of your team at that point You just didn't have a lot left in the tank. So not shocking that didn't go your way, but it was shocking how little you showed up. Um, So, you know, I would highlight those four games as being ones, like when the staff is evaluating what to change, you look to those for clues. BYU's a joke. You threw a million interceptions, Kansas state, you lost Morton. Jake strong came and threw a million interceptions, but you look to Wyoming and Oregon for, and West Virginia for, how can we keep close games going our way. What did we not do right? What do we need to fix? Um, Because Wyoming in particular and Oregon, both of those games you easily should have won and you just didn't do little things right. West Virginia, you didn't play as well, but you you were You've got to look to your your certain keys on the offense to figure out what you were doing wrong and your your uh, goal to go situations, things of that nature. And then I think you look at the Texas game as one like how what do you do when things just aren't going your way? How as a staff? Can we handle when we get out there and we just have we just lay an egg? What do we do? How do we fix that? How do we motivate our guys? How do we keep them focused? How do we get them back into games? And you look into your preparation that week and things of that nature. So there's lessons to be learned, to fix, to go forward. Um, look, this is modern college football, guys. I like Joey McGuire, but if you fuck around year three, he will be in some serious trouble. You do not have seven years to read or build a program anymore. Realistically, getting a third year is not even guaranteed anymore. You know, you can flip a roster very, very quickly now. And I don't want to sound the alarm quite yet, but if you go into year three and there is not dramatic improvement in your win-losses, there will be heads rolling and they may be the head coach. Um, that's just reality. We played to win the game. So when I'm thinking about what I want to see improved, I look to those games. But I do want to highlight that this wasn't, you know, there were some good moments this year. You beat TCU. That was great. You went on the road to Kansas, got that done. You had the rally against UCF. You rallied against Cal. Um, you know, you showed that this program is I think run by the right people, you just have to put it all together. you got to take the luck and motivation and fire and passion from the first season, mix it with some of the more polished moments defensively and offensively from the second season, eliminate the stupid penalties, pray for some fucking injury luck, and put it all together in year three. Because I want, I think that this roster has finally come to shape as a competitive roster, not just in the Big 12, the new Big 12, but nationally. You're stacking multiple highly rated recruiting classes. You have a top 10 transfer portal class coming in. You know, th- this is a roster that is ready to compete at the national level. Maybe not national titles, right? Like there's only a few programs you'd expect that. But there's no reason you can't get to New York six Bulls, And there's no reason with the expanded playoff you can't get there now right and you you can do these things all these things are achievable and they may be as achievable as early as next year i'm not going to drink the kool-aid as much um you know i was all in on this team in the season i think just the the crap that happened and what we were sold just really sucks but this looks like a roster that should be ready in year three and hopefully the young guys are up to the challenge and we saw some of the future is very bright um it's just i i don't want people to be shocked if in year three things go badly and there's talk about mcguire being out the door and he's firing coordinators because that's the game we play in and we're not at that point yet after year two, as much as I want Kitley fired and I'm a hundred percent off that bandwagon, you was never going to happen. So, you know, you're going to have your full staff back. You're going to have your guys. You've got a couple of recruiting classes. It's your team. Now, coach, what are you going to do with it? You know, you're not riding into this off season with the momentum you were last year. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they spent too much of last season sniffing their own farts and thinking they smelled like roses. Maybe it's a good thing to have to get back up off the mat. You know, you won back-to-back bowl games. First time a Texas tech coach at a Accomplish that, which is a feat for any coach. You know, Texas had only had it for the record. Texas fans were jumping on that. But Tom Herman was the only one since 47 who had done it for the Longhorns. So it is a tough thing to do. So that's, you know, I talk about baby steps. Bowl game is no longer good enough. If you're six and six next season, that isn't just a disappointment. It is a true, outright, complete failure. So, you know, my final thought for this program is, okay, we're, we're, we should be through the worst of this. Let's start getting better. Because that's what's next, you know. Like we're we're past the season. There's no more like well wishing and hoping and all that jazz. The season's over. All right, let's get better for next year. And I think you've got the talent coming in. I think you've got the staff in place. You know, I don't love Kitley. I I think that's gonna that that hire is gonna potentially be one Joey McGuire significantly regrets. But if he gets better year three, if Tim Deruder gets better, Joey McGuire gets better, if those guys get better along with this roster, you could have a really fun year. And Look, you know, that's that's all you can hope for is that each season you get better. That's all you want when you're rebuilding a program. Now, that'll bring us to the end of this episode, guys. As always, like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is on whatever major podcasting platform. And let us know what you think about the football season. Give us your final thoughts. We're going to be switching basically full-time to basketball. So get ready for that, guys. Enjoy the ride and wreck them.